Welcome to the Busy Mumsy Podcast, Season 2. I'm your forever coffee-infused host, Ashley Verma, and we are all here weekly to share the ups, downs, and all-arounds of the wild world of parenting. A safe space, a Lego-free space, to vent, to inspire, and well, perhaps this is the only adult conversation you hear all day. What is Adia doing? A, B, C, D. <laughs> is that funny? So each week, I will be joined by a fellow striving, thriving, and surviving busy mumsy. We learn together. We grow together. Hell, we cheers with an adult bevy when necessary. I get it. I am human and failures simply happen. I am not shiny and I am never filtered unapologetically. I am at its best. Even when the dishes aren't done, there's crayon on the wall, and well, my hair hasn't been washed in forever. I am Busy Mumsy. Do you still feel a sense of loneliness even as your child grows? I was thinking about this the other day, and Addie is three, she is thriving, and yet I still have this semi-sinking ship feeling um, not resentful towards her, but just inside of still like, ah, uh, like, who am I? What am I? And is that okay? Do you feel this way? I mean, I feel like it, it should potentially be natural. And I'm, I'm asking this, I'm saying this because I find myself scrolling a lot more on social media and probably mostly because I'm in search of like a, another busy mumsy guest. Can I make another friend? And uh, I guess it, it, this is potentially like a little lead into to who's on the show today because I came across um, the, the next guest platform and I immediately was just drawn to it because she has two kids she started blogging 10 years ago and in her journey of motherhood, but she has two kids that are, you know, eight and 10 or 10 and 12. They're, they're a little bit older now. And yet she still blogs about that sense of who am I, that connectivity, I'm feeling lonely. And it just struck a chord beautifully with me that probably validating that I'm not going crazy, that it's just like, this is just what you signed up for in parenting. I am so thrilled and excited to finally meet the fabulous Emma Conway onto the Busy Mumsy platform. Like I said, she's been blogging since 2013 and she has been keeping the UK entertained with her mama unapologetic content for over 10 years. I just love it. I mean, personally, it like really struck that chord with her love-hate relationship with Peppa Pig because honestly, it is nails on a chalkboard. You know this. You can say you love it all you want, but really it, it it is probably the reason why my hearing has gone off a bit. Emma is also the author of Will I Ever Pee Again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. I think it every day. Will I ever pee again? Hmm. Let's dive on into this week's Busy Mumsy Chat. Emma Conaway, welcome to the Busy Mumsy Podcast. Hello, thanks for having me all the way from sunny Birmingham. Okay, is there like a, okay, I, I know your handle is Brummy Mummy of Two. Yeah. But like, what is the slang for Birmingham? Okay, okay. can you tell by my nasal I'm American? <laughs> like, I just, yeah, I, I just so, don't know. I do love jo- Geordie Shore, so tell me. Okay, Geordie, that's miles away. That's far yeah, away. 
hey, there we go. Geordie Shore is north. That's like Newcastle. Birmingham is slap bang right in the middle. And we're called Brummies. Brummies. Um, Brummies. So like Peaky Blinders, Brummies. That's what. Do you watch Peaky Blinders or have you heard of Peaky Blinders? Okay, well, okay, a couple of things. My husband is from Leicester, which I think okay. is just south of there. Yep, yep, yep. And don't, isn't there like all sorts of slang with when it comes to Peaky Blinders of like up the up the road down? <laughs> I, I see. I don't even know. I'm trying to channel <laughs> my husband right now, and I'm doing such a shit job at it. I'm so sorry. Up so, the road. So we have like um, a colloquialism that we would use would be "bab." So a term of endearment yeah. is "You're right, bab." Oh, love you, Bab. Oh, nice to see you, Bab. So it's just like that's so if you get on a bus, the bus driver, like, morning, Bab. And you're like, you're all right, Bab. So that's a term of endearment. This is going to sound quite silly as well. Is this where like bits and bobs come from? <laughs> you sounded like Mary Poppins. No, I well, think bits of course, and... <laughs> again, American. That's all we know. That's all we I know. Think, I think bits and bobs is probably um, more of a Cockney slang. Than Birmingham. Birmingham's just in the middle. We're very open, very friendly. Um, London can sometimes be a bit harsh where there's brummies. We're like open-hearted. We'll chat with anybody. So it's it's great. Are, are you kidding me? London can be hard. I'm talking hard as nails. I don't even want to live. When I first moved to London in 2016, I was like, Jesus, criminy, can I get back on a plane and go back to New York? Yeah. Like, there is no high fives. It no, is like, no. Come oh. to Birmingham. Hang out in Birmingham. We're all here, no, ready and waiting. It's, it's north, right? Mid, literally the middle, the very middle. middle. The furthest away from any water, so we know it, not near any sea, nothing. Just slap bang in the middle. Right in the middle. Well, I, I have to share with you, because we are obviously meeting for the first time. Um, my, my hubby is a Brit, and we met in New York. So he is from Leicester, Leicester. Yeah, and, yeah. and for me, like, I just didn't know, like, when he was like, yeah, well, we're obviously we're gonna get married and I want to go back to London. I was like, great, let's do it. And I was like hopping the pond and, and off we went. I just had no Scooby about the other lands, if you will, surrounding just London specific. And um, then I started, you know, doing the travels to Leicester where his side of the family's located. And it just reminded me of home. Like, I felt like, yeah. oh, well, I'm back, like small town kind of vibe like you know there's like little city pockets and whatnot but like that very small town everyone knows your business yeah 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 less than, is it market harbor that's around there they're all like little <laughs> towns and villages and stuff yeah i know i do know leicester it's just a little bit further birmingham is a very big city but we we treat it like we know everybody it's it's and are you born, and born raised never left <laughs> Well, just, obviously you can't change your Instagram handle now because you know that's it and I can't have any more kids so that is all out the window for you Emma it let's is. go back as you are the proud mama bear to, to two pre to like nearing teens right 10 now, and like, 12 10 and 12, 10 and 12. yeah oh, gosh I don't even know I, I don't even know because I have a three-year-old <gasps> I went from terrible twos to like I don't even know now. I think I think I am on the show Survivor, and I yeah, there should yeah, yeah. be a video recorder around me all day, every day. But go back to that decision not not to have kids, but I I think it's to start your mom blog because that's quite a fun transition, a dive into because you were formerly a teacher. 
Yeah, I was a head of a department for RE. So RE in England is religious education. Um, we talk about morals, ethics, you know, all sorts of really fun topics. I was a head of department. I had my baby girl and then I had a baby boy and I went part time and I was very bored because I'd gone from this real high powered, busy job to just watching Peppa Pig for hours all day, every day. Yeah, and I was Oh, and it was so lonely. Being a mom sometimes can be really lonely because you're stuck waiting for them to have a nap. You know, you, you kind of confine in the house. So I started my blog nine years ago to kind of try and make some friends, engage with some people. And then I've just been doing it ever since. And then I gave up teaching. I think it's coming up to six years ago to do this full time. So at one point I was juggling teaching babies, toddlers, blog. And now I've got tweens and just blogs. So, yeah. And looking back on it, like, I mean, obviously now it's just probably like, yes, it was the best decision of my life. But like, how did you emotionally handle that back then? Because I'm sorry, like just 30 minutes of hearing Peppa Pig <laughs> and then trying to transition into something new. I'm sorry. That's like having another child on top of it. I just, I didn't obviously think anybody would read it. So it was more like an outlet, a diary. Um, nine years ago, there wasn't anything, influencers, creators, it wasn't a big thing. It was just a way I could, you know, speak to like myself, get all my grievances out, you know, to moan about toddlers and get it out of my system. And I didn't ever imagine that anybody would read it. But then people did start to, you know, they started to read it and it, kind of grew and grew and grew and grew. And then I got YouTube and then I joined Instagram and it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. There, there were times where I was probably blogging. It took up a bit too much of my time, I think, um, especially in the old days when you had to write blog post after blog post. Um, but it it just made me feel not so lonely. So I, I'm really grateful I've made such good friends as well. And I have to ask, did you allow the kids to kind of be involved in this as it grew? Or have you always held like your kids back and kind of keeping them away from the cameras and the videos and whatnot? Because I know there are some parent bloggers out there that are very much like, I, I, you know, my child's face is covered. They're not involved in this. For me, I love having my daughter, Adia, and don't be shocked if the door, if she's at the door or not. <laughs> Being like mommy, mommy microphone because she loves to get on the microphone. So it's like, do, how did you kind of juggle that? Or were you just kind of open? Like, you know what, if I'm going to put myself out there, I'm going to put it all out there. My children are on like, as they're getting older, it's getting less and less and less, especially now my daughter's in secondary school um, and they can choose whether they want to have the photo taken or not have the photo taken. Um, when I first began, my blog has always been almost like a love letter to my children. So if there was ever a butt of any joke of any blog post, it was always me. It was never them. It was always my failings as a mother, not them being, you know, because you will have some bloggers who their whole kind of shtick is, oh, my kids are, you know, pains in the bums or whatever. Mine was always, right. I'm just a bit crap, uh, but they're gorgeous. So, they're, they, you know, I did put them online. I haven't not put them online. I genuinely believe that it will be something nice them to look back on. There's nothing out there I find... Uh, that put, paints them in a bad light, you know, gorgeous pictures. There was the odd kind of tantrum picture that uh, I did take, you know, when they've got like the little dropped lip and they just look really grumpy, but it's really cute. Oh, 
<laughs> yeah, you know, I, I actually couldn't help myself. Um, last year, I posted about my daughter. We got locked out of a park, and that child screamed, and she <laughs> off the block, and it was just, it was so beautiful and yeah. just like so dramatic, like life coming to an end moment. But like, I was like, I have to share it. I just have to share it. Yeah. She's so precious in this. And I know that when she does get older and she sees it and sees the photos as well, she'll be like, that is hilarious. And I like, you know. Yeah. I like to also think that I'm right into my daughter when she becomes a mom or my son when he becomes a dad, like they can look back on my experiences and go, oh, do you know what? Like, I'm not alone. Mom went through that with me. So I was always trying to paint a more realistic view of parenting. When I started, you know, all the, those years back, it was the Pinterest mum and everything was perfect. And oh, aren't we great? And we bake for our children and no one ever cries. And I was like, well, actually, you know, sometimes it is hard. I am tired. The children are crying. I've been in the, my pajamas for three days. My husband's having fish fingers for his tea. And I just wanted to be a bit more realistic, which is why, <laughs> you know, we've all done it. Fish fingers and waffles, which is why. And, and I think that's why I related to a lot of women because they were like, yeah, that's what my life's like as well. How changing was it for you to create then the mummy meetups? Because that yeah. is epic yeah yeah I did that so um I did that a few years ago I was like probably about two years in I, I did a post saying I was really lonely the local newspaper picked it up and they were like lonely mum cries in a house and I was like oh god how embarrassing but I was like do you know what come in meet, meet me in the park so I went to a park people came and then I kind of did it bi-monthly up until covid and obviously we had to stop and then right. I've done a few, but now I tend to do them more online because my children aren't babies anymore. I was turning up to these meetups <laughs> just on my own without, you know, and chatting to everybody. So we do a lot of online stuff now. So um, the kids can join and we do an online quiz. So they all turn up with their kids and we, they can ask me questions and we raise money for charity and stuff. So it's just trying to get people to connect with each other and chat and sometimes getting out of the house is really hard when you've got a baby and it was encouraging them like come here and you you can have a free cake and you can have a little chat with me and yeah it was it was really really good with the kids now being 10 and 12 what do you allow time for yourself now that you didn't with the baby and that transition and all the I, I mean honestly I'm so sick of hearing about milestones like my <laughs> smoke comes out of my ears but I I have no doubt that a 10 and a 12 year old is a whole other different magical journey of wonderfulness and bullshit so just like <laughs> share with me but really, this is a self-help uh, podcast yeah. for me, Emma. This is really just about me. <laughs> the 10-year-old is, is, he is a delight. In fact, this has been a real, he's just great. The start in secondary school, you, you think, oh, I'm going to have loads of time on my hands. And it's good. It just, you seem to be, have more time with your children. They want you for a different way. So like emotional dealing with friend issues, picking up from clubs, dropping off from clubs, parties, homework. It is a whole different thing. And I'm still trying to negotiate that being the mum of a child in a secondary school. It is tough because we've got two different school runs, two different schools, lots of different uniforms. So it is it is hard. And also, if you do have time by yourself, you, you, you are a little bit like, what am I supposed to do? Like, who who am I? What what do I like? What it is, it's a real, str and I don't think I've 
quite got it right yet. I'm hoping maybe next year when she goes into year eight, it'll be a bit more settled. But at the moment, I'm a bit like, oh my gosh. It is so interesting. You've just touched on something that typically the new mom has to deal with that new body and then that new child and all these things. You're talking about an eight-year-old and a 12-year-old, a 10-year-old and a 12-year-old, sorry. And you're still dealing with this self like where am i what am i doing where how do i plant my feet tell talk to talk to me about your thought process with the bounce the bounce back culture that exists that is so prevalent due to hollywood and tv and magazine and how mothers have to be like stick thin and this that and the other as soon as they pop out a child and where you are today with you know older kids that like yeah it's It's also very difficult because I'm 45 so I'm hurtling towards the menopause so I've got children that are full of hormones I'll be 43 this year (laughs) children have hormones I have hormones there's a lot there's a lot of hormones there's all sorts of things going on and there's trying to find your space there is being over 40 which is quite difficult and you're like oh my gosh what's what am I supposed to be doing now luckily for me I have I've, I've, I'm quite body co- positive. I'm not, but I, my body doesn't really enter into my mind. I'm quite happy with the way I look. But trying to find myself again, I am struggling a little bit to try and work out what to wear. Uh, you know, um, and sometimes, you know, I don't know if you find you might go out with friends and you're like, what do I talk about? Like, I've forgotten what I'm supposed to speak about. So, it's definitely a learning process and I'm hoping in the next year or so I'll be a bit more on track. But but my daughter starting secondary school did stir up a little bit of, oh, gosh, this is a whole new thing that no one, no one talks about it. No one writes about it. Just click. My- it's like that. It's, it's the, the cool mom factor. And now it's the cool daughter factor. And now where does she <sighs> I mean. Oh. Oh, she thinks I mean, I'm so terribly cringe. She just thinks I'm mortifying. <laughs> oh, and I just feel like my daughter's going to feel the same way about me. I mean, like when I take her to school now, I'm like, you want to hop like a bunny to the oh, teacher? And it's like, looks at me. <laughs> like, really, mom? We're going to hop like a bunny? <laughs> it just gets worse. It just, it just gets worse. But the relationship now, as my daughter is older, we, we, we're starting to watch the Gilmore Girls from the beginning. Oh. And that, I know it sounds so silly, but I watch her watching the Gilmore Girls. So we yeah. sat there and I'm like, so it's like half past seven and we sat down to watch a couple of episodes of the Gilmore Girls. And for me, that is like such a joy, you know, no pepper, no flipping in the night garden. It's Rory and Laura. We're like Rory and Lorelai, aren't we? And she's like, no, but it just... <laughs> it just it is that is a real nice pleasure for me that is I, I really enjoy that and then what do you pick up for your son that like do, you, do they do they enjoy things together or are they at that like en- oh enemies yeah, no, no, no 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 yeah. arch enemies arch enemies from day one sadly <laughs> we've never had any moments of them not being arch enemies so uh <laughs> that How is a disappointment we do a lot of dividing and conquering. So we do do a lot of, you know, um, spending time one-on-one with them. They, they When they were younger, it was like real, 
now they're just at the point where they just kind of ignore each other a little bit. And they'll play the old computer game together. Um, but he is just, he's year five. He, he plays football. He is, he's just really cute. And the thing is what makes me sad is like when he gets to secondary school, I know there's going to be that shift. So I'm trying to like eat, gobble him up now before he goes all big and lanky and a bit smelly and spotty. So at the moment, he's just that, I think I think like eight, nine, ten is just all munchy, and then I've got about eighteen months before he's gone. <laughs> oh, I, I, literally, in my brain, all I'm thinking is: is have they created a potion yet that I could give to my daughter? It's just going to keep her. It's so no, and so just kind of you know everything is like you know pink and rainbows and butterflies and stars. It's... Yeah, it is. It is. My, my my children still love magic. We're big Disney fans. So mm. we go to Disney parks and there's still magic in our lives, which I'm really, really thankful for. And you do miss the kind of sniffing the head and the the tutus and all that. Lot. But you do have new things. So you have Gilmore Girls. You have really lovely chats. You, we have like a WhatsApp group and they'll send funny gifts and stuff like that. So that that is nice. And you take your kind of little moments where you can. Uh, but it is... It is a bit of a culture shock. I have no doubt, especially with social media and monitoring that and then adding the iPad and the TV and how yeah. much is how much is too much screen time? Do you have a set limit in your household? Is this something that you are pretty strict on or? Yeah, we, we are quite strict. No, we are quite strict because um, my because of my job, obviously, I see like you will see, the, the not so nice side of the internet. So we are quite strict. Um, my daughter got a mobile phone just before she started secondary school so she could get it out of her system, like using it. And da, 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 da. But she's got no social media. She, uh, you know, they can watch Emma, YouTube. Emma, I have to ask. What? When did you get a phone? When what do you mean? You oh, when a phone. Okay, phone. When you a cell phone. <laughs> she has a phone. She was, te- she got it on her so December, the the 11th birthday, her 11th birthday. So she got it the term or so just before she started secondary school. Um, and she was fine with that. We've, it isn't, she's allowed to have it in a room. At, at eight o'clock, she has to leave it downstairs. But that's because people, kids were phoning at like two in the morning. And I was like, oh, what? So I was like, phone out. And she's so relieved to not have the phone in her room because she can just they worry about replying to everybody. It's a lot for a little brain to cope with, isn't it? I didn't have a phone when I was. Exactly. I didn't get a phone until I was 19. No, we didn't have nothing. I didn't have to worry about so-and-so message me at three o'clock in the morning. And then like, what? no, it's too. So their little brains can't cope with it. So at the moment she is fine. And my boy doesn't have a phone. He'll, He'll get one when he's 11. But no, he doesn't have one. My husband and I, we actually have chatted about it even recently about what how old Adia will be when she gets a phone. I was like, I'm giving her a calling card first because I had a 1-800 AT&T calling card. I'm going to give her that. She can figure that one out first and then we'll discuss the cell phone. Yeah, it is. It's just, I mean, for me as an adult, keeping on top of messages, WhatsApps, direct messages, it's a lot. And you're throwing them into that. And also, you know, all the other kids have got it at the same time. So everybody's messaging. It is. It is a lot. So we do... We do monitor it. Um, they, you know, they watch YouTube. I'm not. They watch, you know, family like family vloggers or Disney vloggers and stuff. Uh, but we we are probably a 
bit stricter than because of my job, I think. I know the pitfalls of social media and I'm, I'm very careful of, you know, when you get this phone, you never take a picture of yourself. You know, you have to like give a big spiel and, you know, it will be took off you, if, you know, and if you break it, you have to pay for a new screen yourself. So it's a, it's a big thing. Don't explain to them the cloud because remember, it's all in the cloud. It's all magically there. And if they don't know about it, then you can always check it. Yeah. Oh, we do. We have a, we have a, we can check your phone whenever we want to. This is when, because she's 11. So as she gets older, this will change, of course. But um, at the moment, while she's still in year seven, I, I think you do need to have some, some guidelines. And because I'm, I'm a former teacher, I've been on the receiving end of, seeing teenagers send the odd daft picture that they shouldn't have sent or contacting somebody that they shouldn't have contacted. So I've seen, you know, the other side of it. So I don't want my daughter or son to be in that position. Well, since you've been in this mommy blogging world, you've been around the, around the schoolyard for, for a, a minute now here, Emma, Yeah. what has changed for you and your trajectory with your platform and what will be coming up that you know is exciting for you I know you have a book it is will I ever pee again alone yeah yeah myself that every day (laughs) immediately speaks to me what what will what will be in the pipeline for you coming up well I have made a conscious decision in the past few years I talk more about myself we're more talking about um being a woman in the 40s, body positivity. Um, I like to do loads of try-ons. My aim is for people to walk away from my stuff feeling something, whether it's, you know, laughing at me or, you know, laughing with me. Um, I like to keep them company. I um, want to make them feel confident in themselves. So I want my platform to be a really positive place. And I'm just going to keep doing that, really. Not got anything particularly exciting planned, just pootling along, chatting to my followers, <laughs> pootling <laughs> Just, do you know what? Instead of Birmingham, Putlin. I don't. I think. I don't know. Maybe because I never leave Birmingham. Maybe nobody else says that. Ever since I created this Instagram (laughs) handle, I cannot leave Birmingham. I have to say, no, my (laughs) Putlin. My, I know. I am very fortunate to be in my position. I'm not like the people you see in ads. I'm not like the people you see on social media. I'm from Birmingham you don't get brummy accents online. So as long as I can stay on this platform and make this my job and still do the school run, I am just thankful that I get to have this opportunity to talk to so many women every day. And I'm just going to keep doing that. That's until somebody goes, we, we don't want you to do this anymore. And I'll be like, all right, okay. <laughs> and then I'll leave again. That's, that's just the plan. <laughs> I I don't know how anyone <laughs> would not like you. You'd be, you'd be surprised. <laughs> just radiate through, you know, our little camera right now. I mean, cause you know, I am sitting in Uganda right now. Like, oh my I, it's gosh. Not like I am just in central London. Oh no, I'm, I'm a, in a completely different continent than yeah. you. Because I, I decided to uh, pack up my daughter and, and go live where my husband has. Oh, lo- is it I, nice though? Is it lovely? I mean, I, I, I have a, I have a sweatshirt on because the air conditioning is a bit too cold. Mm. I feel chilly. so bad. <laughs> it's quite lovely outside oh, today nice. any sort of like storm or anything and um yeah the, we're getting plenty of vitamin d here Let's oh lovely non here it's rubbish it's cold 
Yeah. So I, I think we, we moved in October and I, I think that we, we made a, a good, a good solid commitment of the timing of getting out of there before the winter really started and picked up. So mm-hmm. um, I'm happy for that. Emma, to pass the torch to that expecting busy mumsy that needs some words of wisdom from someone who has been in the ups, been in the downs, and all the all arounds. So my advice to a new mum would be don't be so hard on yourself. Try and like get rid of the guilt. I was guilty. I'm still guilty all the time. I'm always worrying about this and worrying about that. So just try and Focus on yourself, not look at other people. Don't worry about what other mums are doing. Don't worry about what's going on on social media. And just don't be so hard on yourself. It's being a mum is very difficult. And anybody who says it's very easy is fibbing. It's it's not the truth. Just You are being of... too kind. They're, you're not fibbing. You need a good slap in the back of the head. Are you kidding me, Emma? <laughs> Try to be polite. People who say, yeah, people are like, oh, you know, you go somewhere and they'll be like, oh, well, I don't find that hard. And you're just like, like and you're just like looking like a mess you're just like oh my god no they're just they're just liars because it is very difficult yeah I mean I I I actually am looking myself in this camera right now going Ashley you need to wash your hair (laughs) (laughs) I think if I took the ponytail holder out right now it would stay exactly where it is it dry shampoo I used a lot of that (laughs) When I was uh, a new mom, it is it is a very challenging journey, but it has so many wonderful moments as well. Like it's it's full of ups and downs, and it it, it doesn't stop. You'd think by now with ten and twelve, I'd have it sorted, but nope, uh, I I don't. <laughs> well, as a as as a busy mumsy to a busy mumsy, you are doing a fabulous oh, job. Thank you. I hope. I hope so. I hope so. I hope they uh they they look back and think of you know the, the good thing about being online is that they can look back and see the stuff that you did. And my mom and dad always say to me like nobody really gets to see their parents as young women. You only see your, when you're grown up. You see them as older. So they'll be able to see us as what we were like when we were young young mums and when that we like touches me oh, we gorgeous, but that like that that I love that idea that they'll be able to look at us so um yeah hopefully they'll look back fondly they absolutely will Emma Conway thank you so much for joining me for a busy mumsy chat thanks so much for having me thanks so much for listening to this week's show did you like it Adia yeah oh the enthusiasm I love it Please share your love by giving us a five-star rating, a rockin' review, and please share with any fellow Busy Mumsies. We love hearing from you. So if you want to get in touch, head to the Busy Mumsy show notes for further details and links to the Busy Mumsy website. So long for now. Can you say bye-bye, Adia? Bye-bye, Adia. Yeah. <laughs>